Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. reminding them of is that they didn't know God. They were, as he words it in another place, they were without God in the world. They were without hope. They didn't have any understanding at all of the truth concerning the one creator God. They worshipped all kinds of different deities. You know how it is with the, the pagan religions. There's a you know, there's a God for the trees, there's a God for the wine, there's another one for wealth, there's one for war, there's one for sex, there's there's a God for everything, right? In today's message, Pastor Robert will share with you about pagan religious culture. In pagan religions, there is a deity for just about anything you can imagine. There's a deity for wine, trees, fertility, and a whole bunch of other things. But as Pastor Robert will remind you, there's only one God, and his name is Jesus. He is the only God of everything, seen and unseen. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. His love is the man. Now in chapter 12, really he deals with the subject of the body of Christ and the unity and the interdependence of the body of Christ, the church. And he opens it up in verse 1 of chapter 12. He says, Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles. In other words, you guys didn't know God. You were carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one, speaking by the Spirit of God, calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities. But it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another... The word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ." For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one Spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not of the body, 
Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to the part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now, you are the body of Christ and members individually. And God has appointed these in the church. First, apostles. Second, prophets. Third, teachers. After that, miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Do all have gifts of healings? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. Now, give me your attention. I want to back up and dissect this a little bit and talk about it. There are four primary points dealing with this subject of unity and interdependence in the body. You know, quite often this section is looked upon and, and, you know, people focus on the issue of the spiritual gifts and make that the whole point. That's not the whole point. It's a part of what he's doing. It's one component. The reality is he's talking about the work of the Holy Spirit in the body of Christ. He's talking about the unity and the interdependence within the Christian family. And the first thing that he says, you know, as he opens that passage, he says, concerning spiritual gifts. Now, if you look in your Bible, you'll notice that the the word gifts is probably in italics. That means it wasn't there in the original manuscript. When you see a word in italics in your Bible, most of the time it's something that the translators added in, you know, because the languages are different. We know that. I mean, we're in a very diverse community. We know that, you know, things don't transliterate. You know, you can't just do it word for word. You, a lot of times you have to give the meaning or you have to insert a word or, you know, make little adjustments so that it can be understood. What literally is said here is concerning spirituals. I don't want you to be ignorant. The implication is they were. Right? That's why he's saying it. He's observed that they are. And he's saying, I need to teach you guys some things. I don't want you to be ignorant. But since you are, let me see if I can remedy that fact with a little bit of information. Let me give you some some education. Let me draw some things to your attention. And as he gets into chapters 13 and 14, he does that in greater detail. He spends a good bit of time in chapter 14 dealing with some of the errors, dealing with some of the problems, giving them information, giving them instruction, giving them, you know, detailed correction concerning the way they they have functioned and their view of what it means to be spiritual, spirit-filled, if you will. But the first little bit of info he gives us right here in the beginning. He says, you know that you were Gentiles, carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And 
No one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. A couple of things I want you to notice. You were Gentiles. What he's reminding them of is that they didn't know God. They were, as he words it in another place, they were without God in the world. They were without hope. They didn't have any understanding at all of the truth concerning the one creator God. They worshipped all kinds of different deities. You know how it is with the, the pagan religions. There's a, you know, there's a God for the trees. There's a God for the wine. There's another one for wealth. There's one for war. There's one for sex. There's, there's a God for everything, right? All these different deities. And he had pointed out to them earlier in the letter that, you know, these, these, these idols, what he's talking about is their ability to communicate. Dumb idols. They're, they're speechless. They're lifeless. He's kind of pointing back to something that God spoke through Isaiah the prophet to communicate. He's like, this is just a chunk of wood. that you're, You cut it, you carved it, and now you're bowing down to worship at it. And the other piece of the wood that you didn't carve into this, you're using to cook with. It's ridiculous what you're doing. It's crazy. And that's what Paul is making reference to. You've got all these different little... You know, little gods that you used to worship. You, you didn't have any understanding. And, and the, the wording there, carried away, it implies captivity. It's like, you know, you, you've been kidnapped, taken captive, carried away. Carried away from what? Well, carried away from home, carried away from what God had for you. So often, we're carried away, we're taken captive by the things we value the most. I mean, how many times, and please don't raise your hand, but I've seen so many times people buy a boat, for example, and oh, it's great for the first year, maybe even the second, somewhere down the line, quite often, all of a sudden they realize they're a slave to the boat. They're not really enjoying the boat anymore, but they still have to pay for it. The upkeep is still there. It's one of the things that, you know, as, as we think about buying a building, you know, I'm very, I'm like, oh, Lord, please. You know, b- because with this air conditioning system right now, you know, we're, we're looking at a complete rebuilding of the air handler. I, I don't know what it's going to cost. I'm just grateful that we don't have to pay for it. The landlord has to pay for it. These portable systems, you know, Pastor JP started calling and saying, you know, can you, can you do this? Can you, what do we need? Can you bring them? $3,000 to rent these portable air conditioning systems. And the landlord's going to pay for it. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. Outside influences can so easily creep into the church and into the heart of a follower of Jesus. You may have already given your life to Jesus, but the enemy isn't going to give up on you. He'll entice you with temporary pleasures of things around you, things that don't really line up with Jesus and living for the kingdom of heaven. They may seem fun for now, but they'll never give you the life you're searching for. Don't let Satan's enticements distract you. Come back to Jesus regularly and live for the plans he has for you. Thanks for joining Pastor Robert today in this study of the New Testament book of 1 Corinthians on Main Thing Radio. If you'd like to learn more about this ministry, please visit our website, MainThingRadio.com. Listen to additional teachings by clicking on Podcast or download our mobile app to take Main Thing Radio with you on the go. You can even find us on social media. 
Come follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts to keep up to date with everything that's happening at Main Thing Radio and Calvary Chapel Miami Beach. You'll find links to our social media sites at MainThingRadio.com. With that, our time with you has come to an end. We pray you continue to seek Jesus each and every day. And we invite you to join us next time as Pastor Robert continues to teach through the book of 1 Corinthians, right here on Main Thing Radio.